It is hiking day two. This is the day as we would see it. We had moved off the payment. We were onto the path. And now we were on a mission to find the wall. Both the maps and the trip notes that we had consulted suggested this is a day where the countryside alights as modest portions of the wall should appear. A military road built in the 18th century effectively wiped out and then regraded the line of the wall, one of what you might call the starkest repurposing efforts of the wall, but by the way, probably not the only one. For those interested in the history, that military road was built basically to counter the Jacobite forces supporting Bonnie Prince Charlie in the north of England during the war of that era. Having moved from urban Newcastle to pastoral rolling hills the prior day, our anticipation was to see the rolling countryside, some livestock, and of course, periodic bits of wall ruins. The day's plan included stops for coffee at Robin Hood Inn. I mean, how could you pass up a place with that name? Uh, and also lunch at the Errington House, both of which, by the way, more than lived up to high recommendations and high expectations. Interestingly, though, the plan also included reaching and touring Chester's Fort in Charleford at the end of the day, said to be an excellent archaeological dig of Roman ruins, and the marker starting of what you might call the most exciting portion of the wall path and the Roman ruins therein. As it turned out, despite very favorable hiking conditions, including much lower temperatures than the day before, our pace failed to get us to Chester's Fort in time to properly tour it. But nonetheless, and with some rescheduling for the following morning to enjoy the fort before setting off, our expectations of the countryside were more than met as the nightcap highlights. So, Carlos, recapping the day in my head. The first thing to note is that we woke up and the temperature was about 25 degrees lower than the record heat of the prior day which I think <laughs> took a little wind out of our sails now that we reflect back on it. But the other is, uh, beside having much more sort of normal uh, temperatures, you and I had the pleasure of staying at what I would call a proper working farm that also was a, uh, a B&B. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we, had, we had the sheep buying and, and uh, bleeding and all that uh, through the night. And not only did we stay at a farm, uh, we stayed with a farmer of sorts. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, Owen. Namely Owen? Yeah, Owen. Owen and Helen, they're farmers. Uh, the B&B wasn't fancy, but it was really cute to look out the window and see all the all the lambs right there. And one of the lambs got out of the pen and was just hanging out right underneath our window, chomping on grass. But uh, what we found that afterward, by the way, is, is the loner sheep. Uh, the loner not, sheep. Not a loner to be loaned out, but rather he's a loner. Yeah. And we saw Owen um, encourage him back into... Uh, into the fray, if you will, with the other sheep. Yeah, I mean, the loner sheep basically is the sheep that the mom didn't want to feed, so Owen's been bottle-feeding it. So the sheep will do anything Owen wants right now at this point in the game. And he, all he had to do was open the gate, and the sheep went right back in. As Owen put it, that loner thinks that he's his dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So this was another day where uh, we didn't see much wall, certainly in the opening phases, but what we did do is see... What I thought, almost from the get-go when we left uh, the Iron Sign Farm, uh, the, the B&B that we were just talking about, we saw some spectacular countryside. And I thought that the whole day's walk was 
amongst the prettiest countrysides that we've seen, huh? Yeah, it was just beautiful, spectacular. It was, and, you know, it's just a, it's just great when you, you can see the patchwork of fields and you've got, you know, a, a green field and then you've got a hay field and you've got a wheat field and you got fields where the, the hay bales are all stacked up in the middle of the field and ready to move out. And, uh, yeah, no, the, it, was, it was just beautiful and always with uh, green trees in between the fields. I mean, I don't think, and, and I'm not the world's greatest photographer, and I don't think anybody has claimed that I am, but I don't think we were more than a quarter or a half mile into the walk, where the vista that we had across the valley and across the fields was um, was one that inclined me to sort of just take a panorama of it with the camera, or with the phone, I should say, and um, and frankly, did a couple of those during the course of the day, some that included you, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> uh, but the fact of the matter is, just spectacular scenery, uh, spectacular views. The other is, and uh, you're, you're certainly amongst the two of us, you're closer to being a botanist than I am, some of the uh, flora was really beautiful too. I'm, the thing that I was struck by is it wasn't just the wheat. We saw some really beautiful flowers, a couple of which you knew the names of. Nice colors this time of year. Yeah, a lot of... Uh... You know, I, what I think are fields of thistle. Um, it was it sort of had a, a purple hue to them. And then we saw some very bright purple flowers and red flowers and blue flowers. And it was just very nice here. Yeah. Uh, very nice. And uh, yeah, Queen Anne's Lace is a white, white, dainty flower that my mom used to like a lot. So I, I recognize that one. Good, good. I was impressed by that when you actually named it. I always thought I always associated Queen Anne with chairs, but you picked it right away. You picked it right away on the flowers. Nice job. I thought that was, like I said, um, I'm not a botanist. I don't think you're a botanist either. But as I mentioned on the trail, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, and I think you were the king on that front. So well done. Still, if you think about today, we saw tons of sheep, tons of lamb. We saw some horses. Um, I think we passed some cows along the way, but it was mostly sheep. Yeah, a couple of goats. But uh, it was this, it was sort of the um, the second day where in the latter part of the day we really started to get what I'll call teasers of the big show, which is the wall. And yeah. uh, and the way that I thought about it really was as we started to approach uh, Chollyford, which is the nearest town uh, that we're staying near tonight. We started to hit good pieces of the wall. Yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately. You know, for those listening, a good part of the wall, up until the point that we've now uh, traversed, a good part of the wall was effectively eliminated back in the 18th century to build a military road. Or, so be, or before. Or before. And the, the road effectively displaced a lot of the wall uh, to where, sensibly, the road is where the wall was. And then you can see the so-called vellum, which is the ditch uh, on the north side of the wall. You can see the, the evidence of the vellum still being there, in some cases a bit grown in, but... Uh, you can imagine where the wall was, but unfortunately, a good chunk of the wall, at least uh, to date, is gone. But as I mentioned, last I'm going to say the last few miles, uh, this area around Chollyford, uh, we saw some neat stuff, no? Yeah, some spectacular, uh, you know, sp formations of wall and, uh, and the turret. And the, the turret. turret was, really and, was it Brunson's turret? And then... Uh, yeah, we, we were going to go to Chester's Fort, which we'll visit first thing in the morning when we set out tomorrow, and that looked quite interesting. And uh, yeah, it's starting to get real in terms of, so far we've had a beautiful hike, 
Hadrian's Wall path, but it's mostly been path and not so much Hadrian's Wall. And now we're starting to get into the wall part over the next couple of days. I think we're going to see a lot of it. I had the same perception in my head. So far, we've had a great hike. We've had less wall. Yeah. Uh, and I think I've I, I think I've mentioned to you, we anticipated some of that, but uh, the excitement is ahead. Like I said, we got some really good teasers at the end of today. Uh, and um, one of the things you just noted, though, that I thought was interesting. We like to fancy ourselves as in decent shape. We did some preparation ahead of time in terms of doing some practice hikes of distances similar to what we were going to be doing. Uh, fortunately, in those cases, as well as on, on this tour, we didn't get sufficiently lost that we had to call for help. So I think that's, I, I always count that as a good outcome. But uh, we made about 15 miles today. I thought, and we talked about it a little on the way. Our pace was a little bit slower than I think we anticipated. And I think part of that was, you know, we had some anticipated stops. We probably had a couple of unplanned stops. We're trying to do as good a job as we can to hydrate uh, along the way and all that. But as you mentioned, we actually got here so late that we had to kind of put off uh, the Chester Fort viewing until tomorrow morning. But uh, the good news is I think we've laid out the itinerary where we can, um, we can, we can spend a fair amount of time tomorrow morning before we really get back on, uh, back on the trail, so to speak, no? Yeah, no, we should be we should be fine for tomorrow because um, we've got a down day after that. So yeah, if yeah. we have if um, tomorrow we basically are hiking from Chester's Fort up to Housesteads and just beyond, and uh, if we don't get to Housesteads in time to do a good look, we can always go back uh, the following day. Just as an aside. I don't call it a down day because we're going to be in a town called Once Brewed, yes. staying at a B&B called Twice, Twice Brewed, that <laughs> uh, I suspect we will at least thrice uh, sample. But that's uh, that's for another discussion. And the, the so-called down day, as you put it, is actually a day staying there, which we thought would give us a good window in the middle of the journey to uh, to, to visit some of the best of the uh, of the ruins that are largely, I think, concentrated, at least to our understanding as of now. Uh, in the middle of the tour, so to speak. Yeah, Housesteads, so, Vindolanda, some of the big yeah. forts, yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, exactly. Good point. I was thinking about, this is a good point in the tour where, you know, by our standard or by our uh, itinerary, we're, we're effectively in day 2A. We've got basically two full days of walking, and we had the down payment day, if you will, uh, on, on day one. Good time, I think, for anybody thinking about doing a hike, do what I'll call, I call it the physical inventory. How are you feeling? Feeling generally good. Lower back's a little stiff, but it's not not painful. I've got one blister on my foot. And uh, I'm going to do some stretching tonight, make sure that I'm good for good for the walk tomorrow. But, uh, you know, all, all in all, pretty good. Uh, could, could be a lot worse. Yeah. You look okay. If, that, if that's if that's worth anything, I'm feeling all right. How are you? How, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? No, uh, no. My inventory. Uh, I feel pretty good. And and frankly, I think coming into this, look, you're the you're the guy who's done long distance running and all that. You know, I'm the guy who likes to believe he keeps himself in some shape via exercise. But well, you know, I'm down to a couple of modest blisters on my feet, which have been I would call easily managed. Uh, legs feel good. Back feels good, and um, I guess the only thing I'd say on this front is maybe maybe you were thinking the same thing, but if those blisters were on your fingers, would you be yelling that out at the top of your lungs, kind of like Ringo Starr? 
<laughs> I've got blisters on my fingers. <laughs> Absolutely. But you really got to belt it out. I don't think we can do that here in the BMV, but no. if given the opportunity, you could really hammer that one out, no? I could. I yeah. could. Yeah, I think we both could. That's animated. Exactly. Exactly. Another good day of hiking tomorrow. Another good day of viewing before we kick off because we are going over to the uh, the Chester Fort. And um, with that, I think we uh, we bid all get a good night and uh, looking forward to tomorrow's hike and looking forward to uh, lots of things that we're going to see on offer, both in terms of ruins, uh, in terms of the hike, uh, in terms of um, what I believe are advertised, and we're going to have to find out exactly what this is, real ales that yes. will be on offer at, at the uh, Twice Brewed Inn. Yeah, we'll get some real else. Yeah, I want to find out. And, you know, I think tomorrow night is probably going to be a good opportunity. I want to know the difference between a real ale and what I was supposed <laughs> to be like a fake ale or a phony ale or a, a faux ale. Maybe it would be called a faux ale. I'd rather have a real ale than a phony lager. I'm, I'm going to stick with the real <laughs> ale. And I just want to find out if there is something as an alternative as to why it would have to be called real. But that, that'll be a discussion for tomorrow. Sounds um, good. That all sounds good. Good stuff.